You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to today's episode of Awaken Radio, which is an episode with me and me. I normally have a guest on uh, on the show and since I began Awaken Radio, it has been uh, a type of interview sort of series, uh, interview conversational series where I've brought on different guests to have conversations on different topics because I love talking to other people. But there's been a new feeling coming through for me, which is the desire to just speak to you sometimes myself, to just share a message with you. And this is a beautiful platform to do it because if I'm to speak to you through my blog or videos, I feel sometimes we want to make that information quite uh, accessible and simple. You know, people have short attention spans these days. But with this podcast platform, I feel like I have a little bit more opportunity to dive deeper into conversations and concepts with you. And the way that I'm going to run these is very similar to how I run our other episodes of Awaken Radio, which is they're unplanned, they're unstructured, and it's just quite literally me here with you talking to you about whatever I feel to talk about today. So I trust that these uh, these conversations will be as supportive for you as some of the other episodes have been, and I, I hope you enjoy uh, this new format as it comes through. So today's conversation is about the fear of being seen. And some of you may not even be aware whether or not this fear is playing out in your life. Some of you may very clearly know that you do bump up against a fear or a discomfort around being seen, but some of you may not even know that that's playing out. And so my intention for this conversation today is to just speak about it and to speak from my own personal experience and to speak from my own personal realizations and perhaps shine a light on this a little bit so that you can maybe get some insight into your own life, your own personal experiences of maybe how this is actually interfering with you really stepping into your potential and being the person that you truly want to be. So there's this interesting thing that happens around the both the desire and the fear to be seen. And I think it's a very natural human desire. And I think it's a desire that as a soul, we we crave as well, because we're here to be expressed. We're here to um, be, be in the world. We're not here to hide. We all have unique gifts and talents and things about ourselves that want to be expressed. So it's important that we uh, we let that be expressed. But many of us also have a fear around it. So on one level, you have the desire for it, but in another level, it scares you. It scares you to put yourself out into the world. It scares you to let your gifts be seen. It scares you to show your emotions to your partner. It scares you to be up, you know, uh, on the public stage, speaking, performing, creating, doing whatever you love to do in the world. It scares you. Why? Because we fear the judgment of others. We fear that other people won't like it. We fear that we won't get the acknowledgement or the recognition that we crave. We fear we won't be accepted and loved. And we fear we won't belong. Maybe if what we desire to do is be a little bit different and unique in the world, 
and we fear that won't be uh, that won't be accepted by others. So what do we do? We hide. We tone down. We withdraw, and we we deeply yearn to be seen and acknowledged and recognized, but we also fear it, and it creates a lot of inner paralysis. And I want to share my perspective on where this all comes from, because I, you know, as being a life coach and being someone that studied human behavior and, and the way we all work, I'm fascinated about the why behind things, why it is we become the way that we become. And I want to share with you uh, insights into what I believe happens in our childhood and, and my own personal experience, too. So as children, when we're super young, we all have our very unique beautiful, authentic expressions of ourself. And that energy that is within us is expressed in its, in its own special way. Some of us are creative. Some of us are very outgoing. Some of us are playful and cheeky. Some of us are adventurous. Some of us are spontaneous. Some of us are quiet. Some of us are um, deep thinkers. Some of us are little light beams in the world that just, just brighten a room whenever we go in there. Some of us, um, you know, love to perform and really be seen and, and, and uh, dance and sing and write. And other, others of us have, have real passion and interest in um, technology or in um, reading or in writing and all these different areas, you know. So even take your mind back and think when you were a really little child, what was your unique expression of you? What were you like as a little kid? And uh, I've spoken to my mom about this before, and my mom often described that I was a very, very outgoing child. I was a performer, and I was always wanting to be seen and be out uh, in the world and in my family performing, singing, dancing. We had a video camera as a kid, and I was always asking mom to video camera me and record me doing my performances. I was I was cheeky and I was playful and I was always talking, you know, this really bubbly, vivacious little child. And, uh, you know, that was my really unique expression of me. And, and I want you to think about what that was like for you. Now, as children, we are always observing our parents and we're always looking not just to our parents, but any significant figure in our life for feedback. And we're learning a lot about ourselves throughout this period. We're learning what about us uh, feels right and what feels wrong, what gets us love and what doesn't, what is approved of and acknowledged and what isn't. So we're these little sponges picking up on information, trying things and then getting feedback from the world. And as we're doing this, we're forming our identity. We're forming our sense of self, our belief systems about what is right and wrong, who we should be in the world and how we should act. And this now shapes the rest of our lives. Now, what I see happen with so many people, because I coach a lot of people from all around the world, and you'd be surprised how similar we all are. And it's what happened to me is that as children, we begin very freely expressing our authentic, unique self, and we start to get feedback from the world around us. Now, some of us will receive very positive feedback for being those unique expressions of ourselves and our parents will praise us, we'll get love and cuddles, we'll be told that we're amazing, our teachers will praise us and, you know, and we start to get all this validation that says, yes, when you are just being you, that is beautiful and right and perfect and the world loves you. And some of us may have had that experience. 
that was not my experience. (laughs) And it's not the experience that I see a lot of people have. And look, we know with our parents, our parents are always just doing the very best they can with us. But sometimes as children, we start to receive, um, shall I say, negative feedback or perhaps criticism or perhaps love being withdrawn when we're being our most unique expressions of ourselves. So we may have done something as a child, which we thought was just us being us. And then all of a sudden, mum or dad tells us off. The teacher tells us that we're doing something wrong. Dad yells at us. Mum withdraws her attention. We get put in the corner for being too loud and noisy. Um, we do something creative and, and dad says, oh, no, you should go focus on your maths homework. Create Being creative is a waste of time. Or, um, you know, we're being anything we're doing, we're performing, we're being out in the world. And then maybe someone criticizes us. So something, sometimes things start to happen that make us get confused as children. And we stop and we go, Oh, when I'm being that part of me, mum or dad doesn't like it, or mum and dad don't praise me, or the teacher said I was wrong, or my friend laughed at me, or someone criticized me. And all of a sudden we start to internalize that. And we start to say, there's something wrong with me. When I'm like this, I don't get love. When I'm like this, there's something wrong. But it's confusing for us as children because we feel like that's who we are. But at the same time, we're learning, we're getting feedback from the world that's saying, no, there's something wrong when you're like that. Now, I see this happen so much in people, and I want you to reflect on if that was ever your experience as a child, if you ever got some feedback from the world around you that being a certain way wasn't okay. And so we we internalize this, we form a belief system about ourselves. And what most of us do is then we take those parts of ourselves that very often feel like who we really are, but we take them and we, uh, we push them away and we reject them. And we say, no, I don't like it when I'm creative and outgoing and, 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 and being big and expressive in the world because mum and dad don't like that. Ooh, that's a yucky part of me. I'm going to push that away and I'm going to learn a new way of being. And I'm going to learn that when I be this instead, mum and dad love me. And so that's going to become my identity. And I'm going to push everything about me that other people don't like into the shadows. And that becomes um, a really denied part of your personality. And I'm only going to be what everyone else wants me to be. So my personal experience, and I want you guys to be reflecting on this for you. My personal experience was uh, when I was four years old, my little sister, who was then two, began having um, uncontrollable epileptic seizures. And my whole world changed then in that things were no longer just about me and being a playful, happy little kid. Things were serious. You know, my sister was sick and my parents were consumed with, with her. And, um, and I found that they were so occupied with her. It was like, I became invisible. And when I was really in my element, being playful and expressive and fun and cheeky, mum and dad, it felt like to me at the time, just didn't have time for me. And they kind of just ignored me and were just so absorbed in my sister. But when I went and helped my sister and I took care of her and I soothed her and I talked to my mum and dad about her and I went and I went and sat by her side when my parents were there, I noticed that my parents praised me. Oh, you're such a good girl, Connie. Oh, you're so good to your sister. You're so responsible. You're so good at caring for her. And so here's what I learned as a child. Notice this, what we learn as a child, that 
When I'm just being me, playing, having fun, being fully self-expressed, mum and dad don't praise me for that. They don't seem to love me for that. But when I be this other person, when I'm the good girl, the responsible girl, I'm quiet and obedient and I care for other people, then I get praise and love. And so this is how we start to form our identity as children. So what happens? We grow up and we start to live out an inauthentic identity. We start to live out uh, an identity that we have learned is who we should be in the world. It is what gets us love, gets us approval and gets us belonging. And so I did that. I spent my entire, the first 28 years of my life dedicating my career to helping and caring for people. I became a specialist in uh, disability and special education, and I dedicated my career to doing what my parents told me I was good at as a child, which was caring for people, being a good girl, responsible, delivering services for people with disabilities, caring for families. And look, in a lot of ways it satisfied me, but in a lot of ways it didn't. And so then I got over the past couple of years onto this journey of peeling back everything I'd come to learn about myself and really saying, hang on, who am I really? What am I really passionate about? What do I really love? And this is the journey that I go on with so many of my coaching clients. They come to me saying, Connie, my career isn't fulfilling me anymore. I feel like something's not right in, in, uh, in how I'm living. I don't feel like my authentic self. I don't feel like I'm really expressing what I'm passionate about. And they get this funny stuff going on. So we go through coaching and we peel back all of the layers of inauthenticity and they start to uncover what they really love again what they're really passionate about, what excites them, what are their unique, authentic gifts that they were born with, that they are here to express in the world. And then what arises? Fear. And this is exactly what happened for me. Fear arises because we're right taken back, all of a sudden taken back to being that little child who wants to express these authentic parts of ourselves but learnt that there was something wrong with it and learnt that we didn't get love and learnt that it wasn't liked by others and learnt that mum and dad didn't say it was a good thing to do. So I'm, I'm sharing all of this with you because I want you to get some insight into first of all, what are the really authentic, unique expressions of you? The parts of your personality that really feel like you. Is it your creative self? Is it the part of you that wants to see, uh, to speak, to perform, to write, to create, to uh, start her own business, to travel the world, to help others, to um, to launch a new project, to run their own business? To there's so many things that that you can feel really called within you to express and explore. You know, it may not even be related to your career. It might just be something you love to do that you haven't yet, yet given yourself permission to do. So I want you to acknowledge that and then notice how you feel about expressing and sharing that part of yourself with the world. Talking about your passions with people, sharing your messages with people, um, showing people what you're working on. I remember when I very first started my blog, I I had it on private for six months because I was so petrified of people seeing my true authentic self, my writing. I was putting my heart on the internet and I, and I was petrified of other people seeing it. 
So, so here's the point we reach and we start to really acknowledge I've got my gifts. I've got these parts of myself I've hidden away and I want them to be seen. I want to be seen as the person that I am. And then we start to look through the fears. Well, what am I afraid of around that? We start to acknowledge, well, I'm afraid that people won't like it. I'm afraid that people won't love it. I'm afraid that people will be confused because all of a sudden I'm coming out as this new person. I'm afraid that I won't belong in my old social circle anymore. I'm afraid that my friends won't understand me. I'm afraid that my parents won't understand me. I had to deal with that a lot. My dad didn't understand for the first few years why I walked away from my career. He's like, but Connie, this is what you're good at. This is what you're here to do. This is what you always wanted. And it took a long time for me to make the transition into stepping into what I really wanted and getting his support. And at some stages, I had to actually let go of needing his support. So we have to start to shine a light on these parts of ourselves and love them again and see them in ourselves It isn't just about being seen and acknowledged and recognized by others. It's about seeing and acknowledging these gifts and talents and unique expressions of ourselves in ourselves. So maybe write out all these qualities that make you who you are, the things you love, the things you're passionate about, the things you love to do that you love to talk about, the parts of you as a child that, um, that you completely disconnected from. One of my biggest ones is creativity. I was the most creative child you can imagine. And I disconnected so much from my creativity. So when you've acknowledged them, bring them out into the light and start to start to accept that these, this is who you are and this is who you want to be in the world and start to nurture and nourish these beautiful qualities of you and start to love yourself for being this part of you. You may even want to write out the sentence. I like to have these qualities and write out the sentence. I love and accept that I am, you know, I love and accept that I am creative. I love and accept that I am uh, a speaker. I love and accept that I love to write. I love and accept that I'm a, I'm a performer. I love and accept that I'm here to be seen. I love and accept that I am inspiring. I love and accept that I am playful. All these parts of yourself that you judged as bad and wrong, they need your love and acceptance. And as you start to feel more comfortable and confident in them, you will feel more safe letting them be seen. Even that affirmation, it is safe for me to be seen. It is safe for my authentic self to be seen. It is safe for me to show my true gifts and talents to the world. It is safe for me to be me. This is about starting to break down and drop the mask, the roles that you have learned you had to play throughout your life, the person that you've had to be in order to be loved and accepted. And it's about starting to turn your attention inwards and really look at who do you want to be, what is unique and beautiful about you. And as you open your heart to those qualities and you love and accept them, You'll begin to feel safe showing them with other people. And if other people don't like them, that's fine. Those people may not be resonating with you anymore and they can fall away. But the more that you love and own and honor these parts of you, the more you'll manifest other people outside of you to support you as well. I always say to my clients, you will only fear judgment 
on things that you have a judgment on yourself. So the qualities of yourself that you judge, say, for example, I judge my creativity as being airy-fairy and a waste of time, then I will fear that other people will judge that in me as well. So the more that you can actually love and accept and be proud of these things that make you who you are, the more that other people will mirror that back to you and will also love and accept and be proud of who you are. So I I hope this has been a supportive conversation for you to begin to understand this nature of being seen, this desire to be seen. It's not about being seen as an inauthentic uh, aspect of ourselves. It's about letting who we really are be seen and moving through and releasing all of the fear that we've built up around that. And this also flows into relationships, guys. It's not just about career. Imagine going into a relationship and letting your partner really see you. To see everything that makes you, you. To see your true emotions, to see your true thoughts and feelings. To see all of these beautiful, unique qualities that make you who you are. So many of us have masks and roles in our relationships. We become a person we think we need to be to get love. Versus believing that we can just be loved for being ourselves. I truly believe that's all we want is just to be our uniquest, uniquest, is that a word? Our most unique, beautiful, special expressions of ourselves and to have full trust and knowing that that's okay, that it's lovable, that it's safe and that it's right. It's right. So play around with this concept, maybe do some journaling after this episode to just reflect on how this is playing out in your own life. I trust that you've enjoyed this conversation today. I really enjoyed bringing it to you and I look forward to speaking to you more in this way on Awaken Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you next time. Bye.